0: Hey guys, this episode is brought to you by The Handlebar here in Chico. It's a craft beer bar and restaurant at 2070 East 20th Street that has some awesome deals that my friend Johnny Summers is going to tell you about. That's right. Every
1: single day of the week, they've got an awesome happy hour that runs from 2 to 6 p.m. You get a dollar off any draft beer. That's right. And they have an awesome selection. They recently remodeled, so they
0: have more seats, a bigger menu, and more taps. If you've never seen their beers, go down and check them out. Again, that's The Handlebar here in Chico. Two to six every day of the week, you get it all off. Why would you not go there? You're an idiot if you
1: don't. All the delicious food and all the delicious beer. Handlebar Chico, check them out. Why don't we begin? This is Fresh Hop
0: Cinema. Calm down, young Maxwell. Hello, and welcome to Fresh Hop Cinema, a podcast about film and
1: craft beer uh, that I almost spilled all over the table by scooting in way too fast. And it's also about us being hot and And sometimes bothered bothered and sometimes tired, Mm -hmm. sometimes happy. Yes, sometimes Sometimes. a cross of every emotion on the emotional crossover spectrum. Yeah, the rainbow of emotion that is our lives. Uh, My name is Max Minardi. And my name is Johnny Summers, and we're going to tell you a little bit about how the show works in case you've never heard. Yeah, it's a
0: three-part show, generally. Part one consists of a beer that we talk about and taste and drink and uh, rate on our own scales. Then we talk about ourselves a little bit. Then we take a break. And that's where more fun comes, because after the break, we start talking about our movie. This week, we're covering Marvel's 19th movie, I think is what it is. There's so many. Infinity War, The Avengers Infinity War. And then, so you know, if you haven't seen it, this is uh, we're covering it on opening weekend, uh, though you won't hear it then, but still, if you haven't seen it, you don't have to worry about spoilers yet, because in the second segment... We don't do spoilers. We keep it clean, squeaky clean for anybody. Then we take another break. And this is where it starts getting crazy because then we get to the danger zone. And that is where we cover the movie and our final beer as if we've all just come out of the theater. So we go spoilers all day. All day. Um, so many spoilers. And I'm going to go ahead and say that I think the danger zone for this film will be very spoiler filled.
1: Uh, Let's, yeah. Um, let's throw that out. Immediate disclaimer, just for the, if you're listening all the way through, there are some real hard firm line spoilers like this is one of those movies where they will spoil
0: yeah so that's that's what you need to know going in if you're just joining us on the show for the first time thank you so much for tuning in it's lovely to have you if you are a long time listener welcome back and that's enough of our spiel yeah that feels good you know what i want to do take a break no oh i'm gonna talk about this beer okay oh yeah that's i that's the problem i'm actually for everybody that's just confused about the editing that just happened we're putting this part at the beginning because i like starting the show with the beer and i think we just forgot to because we were excited so I'm going to just gonna put this in the front. So welcome again to Fresh Hop Cinema. Let's talk about our first beer.
1: Why are you telling him you put it in the front? Now oh, it's Because it's going to be weird because
0: I didn't like set it up right. So now it's going to be obvious, but there's going to be these
1: weird like continuity errors like we're using a time stone. Let's just leave it and remember to not screw that up next week.
0: Okay. Let's talk about this beer.
1: Yeah. What are we drinking? Revision is a beer that
0: I got in Reno. It is called something that I can't remember because you just took the can coincidentally, oh, I, but you sorry. tell me what it's
1: called. That's fine. It's called Distance Haze. Distance it's a haze. Northeast-style dipper get out of town revision is, with a northeast style of ipa what's dipa stand for man double
0: ipa double india pale ale everybody um if you've never heard of beer before craft beer specifically maybe
1: you don't know that a lot of people don't know that the little acronyms too that's true I've, i said that the other day you said dipa yeah and yeah. someone was like what's a dipa yeah well nobody no. calls it that seriously
0: but uh people call it that all the Not, time nobody really calls it seriously that though, right?
1: people call it that
0: all the time I mean, nobody calls it an ipa
1: well that would just be dumb
0: an IPA, but a DIPA is cool. Sorry,
1: sorry. Why don't you call it a DIPA? You just call it a double. Well, I don't I don't know. A double? I've heard DIPA.
0: I guess DIPA makes sense. I've just never said that in my whole life ever. Really?
1: Yeah. I've heard it tossed around quite a bit. I'm surprised you... Have you never anyone heard anyone say that? I've heard you say it. But besides me? No. Like no one at a craft beer bar? No. Maybe I just got to get my life together. I don't talk to that many people though. That's fair. That's the best part of being in public is when people don't talk to you. Yeah. I mean, sometimes I just, most of the yeah. time it's awesome. This is really good. Do you I like, like it? it? So I had, I bought two
0: cans when I was in Reno and I drank one and I brought this one for the show and I, I enjoyed it quite a bit. We had a bad run in with one of revisions beers cause we had a bad batch, but. Oh, the one with boogers in it? Yeah. It wasn't yeah. good. We talked about it last week, I think, but that, yeah, I mean, was- that, and then the other ones that were not um, as bad, like they didn't have as much stuff in them were actually really good, but yeah. I think we just caught the bottom of the, the barrel or something. Must but have been. This is real good. It's a pretty standard hazy IPA, I think. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with it. It's yeah. I've had. I feel like this comes back to like being burnt out on the style a little bit. Can be. I'm sort of just running in like yeah. It's a it's a hazy IPA. Great. It's good. It's not outstanding anymore.
1: No, I guess not. And yeah, we're just maybe a little bit. Well, and also like palettes change. Palettes for sure change. I was talking to someone that works at Sierra Nevada in the brewing department about that. Um. Just how it kind of upsets him when people say, like, I didn't like Summerfest this year. Why? Because they pay someone a lot of, like, multiple, like, third-party labs to maintain their recipe and continuity year to year. And it's, like, it essentially doesn't change as much as your palate changes. For sure. That makes sense. Like, if you are a craft beer aficionado and you try new stuff all the time, your palate will evolve, like, (laughs) rapidly. Like, within two or three months. So for a seasonal beer that you haven't had in 12 months to taste different, it's your mouth more right. than likely. Yeah. Especially uh, when it's like a Sierra Nevada, like a big production beer. Sure. But this isn't even a seasonal. No. How do we get talking about that? I don't know, but I'm going to reel this back in because we got just, uh, just a little bit here. But what do you think of this beer
0: overall? You want to give me an out of 10? You like a five. Oh, that's it? Yeah. You're just not feeling it? Or no, it's,
1: it's it's good. It's, it's too sweet.
0: Oh, I don't get that at all. But okay, uh, yeah, keep yeah. going.
1: It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's just a little too orange juicy.
0: I can say that. I mean, it's, I, I dig it. It's, I think it's light enough. I think for an 8% beer too. Whoa. Um, you didn't mention that. Yeah. So it's, sorry about that. It's 8%. Um, I think it's pretty drinkable for that much weight for a dip. Of, sorry. Double there, IPA. We've, we've defined it. You're good. What's the, what's the preferred verbiage? I just would call it a what's double the,
1: IPA. What's this beer's pronoun? I would just call it like a double, you know? Oh, a double. Ooh, there's the boogers. Got the bottom of the can there. Yeah. Found the... Bu- oh, Okay, ugh. all right. So here's what
0: we're going to do. Uh, when we go on break, I'm going to take a photo of this, and we're going to send it to revision and see what the deal is because that's, I mean, that's an
1: unacceptable amount of... No, the, the reason this beer's is hazy amount. is because it's unfiltered. Yeah, but
0: not completely unfiltered. Like, you don't leave your grains in that's the beer. Ye- like, that's yeast. Well, I'm saying you, you filter some stuff, and this should have been filtered out.
1: But I think if you filter it, it wouldn't
0: be hazy. I mean, so, like, you know, you can drain you can drain stuff like this much or like this big of a thing.
1: What would you call that? Like different levels of uh, like drain, like filter intensity, like, uh, intensity of filtration, maybe. I know but yeah, there, there's yeah. a brewer out there screaming at the iPod sure, right now. Sure, but, but
0: I mean, it's you know, like you can strain things through different size yeah. meshes, like a like, more coarse versus yeah. Fine. So, I'm not saying like put this through a cheesecloth and drain everything out, but I'm saying like a strainer it, would with, have done yeah, that, yeah, with like things the size of pencil erasers. Like, y- I would love to
1: get out, I would love here. to run that through it, like a kitchen strainer, yeah.
0: I literally, after we had that experience with the other one, I poured my next one through it and nothing came out in that particular can, but I was going to be excited to see it.
1: Maybe we'll do that. And you did turn this can upside down too. I did before we started. So for me, I would like it to just be a little bit, um, little less juicy, fruity, sweet. And I, if it's a double IP, I'd like a little bit more hops and a bit more hop punch. All right. For sure. Um,
0: I, so I actually like this a lot and now I'm just mad about their quality control. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm going to go down to like a five as well. Well,
1: especially look at the difference between mine that Let's we poured a, yeah. earlier. Let's take a couple photos of this.
0: This is interesting. Yeah. But uh okay. So, so revision distance haze, a five and a six respectively for you, or no, five and a five, excuse yeah. me, for both of us.
1: So not the best, but we'll see what happens. Guy. Hey. Have you seen Queer Eye for the Straight Guy? I can't stand that show. On Netflix. Yeah, I can't stand it. I love it so much. So Johnny mentioned we sometimes talk
0: about what's got us hot and bothered. I'm just jumping right in with what's got me hot. And we're going to go with hot. So you are hot, hotted. you've been you've been heated up by queer eye for the straight guy. I have. Okay, explain for anybody that somehow doesn't know what that is. So, this is not the original show no, by the way. This is a revamp. I
1: was yeah. You do your thing. Yeah. Uh it's a revamp of a show that was on what, mid like early 2000s? 2000s yeah, sure. Sometime in there and it's basically five gay dudes like making over uh, a straight dude, presumably. I wonder if they've ever done a gay guy. I don't know. Crap. Yeah, I mean that would sort of have, be right? counterintuitive that's to like, the show, but but also like maybe there's a gay guy with horrible taste. Yeah, I think that's like the joke of the show, wouldn't right? He,
0: wouldn't he just be straight then? Yeah. Yeah. But it's like like you know like straight men have no yeah. fashion sense or home sense, so like gay guys come in and fix it, which feels a little bit kind of stereotypical, but but also it works, it's just
1: true. Yeah. You know what I mean? For the most part, it's true. I've learned a lot about fashion and different things on that show. And I think it's fascinating. I love the, they're all just so happy. Like, I don't know. It's just a cheerful show. It's kind of like I put on like, not, it's not bad TV, but it's just like that cheesy TV show that you put on to kind of just kill time, but also feel good, you know? And I love that they kind of, I don't know if it's, it seems scripted, but it's hard to tell sometimes how heavy handed the scripting is versus just the real interactions. But in some of the episodes on the Netflix show, they kind of uh, take on some serious, like, some some political and just social awareness issues. It's been pretty interesting. Some just different cultural interactions and the way different cultures bring up their children and some of the things associated with that that affect people's lives today. Uh, but anyway, back to what the show totally is. It's a reboot of that old show. But now, and it's on Netflix, and it pretty much just came out not that long ago.
0: Right. Just to interject, the original uh, was on the air from 2003 to 2007. Okay. Just it had a pretty research. decent run. Yeah. Yeah. I, I never really, I don't think I ever watched
1: it. I think I watched a couple episodes. Right. Sure. I was actually listening to Burt Kreischer's podcast. With uh, Was the, he a comedian? Yeah. He's the one that always takes his shirt off. Yeah. He makes too many annoying sounds for me to like him. I but, love Burt Kreischer. Yeah. So I was listening to the Burt cast, big tip of the hat to Bert Kreischer. And he had Moshe Kesher on there. I think I'm saying that name right. Who's that person? He is a stand-up comedian. He's married to stand-up comedian Natasha Liguero. and they also have a stand-up special on Netflix. Oh, it's yeah. It's the honeymoon yeah. special. Yeah, I just started that. Yeah, it's really good. Then I stopped it. Moshe Kesher's style is a little bit too speedy for me. Like I feel like he just crushed up like four Adderall right sure. before his, his set. But I like it. It's almost manic. But anyways, he was on Bert's podcast. And he was talking about the show gotcha. and it made me want to look into it. Well, all right. And I'm really enjoying it. Yeah. Do you want to do uh one uh, hot and
0: bothered, like both of us do one of each this week or do you just want to do one on one?
1: Yeah, we can do that. I'll think about something that's upsetting me.
0: Okay. Cause if, if we are, I'm going to, I think that'd be good because I'm going to do negative now and then you do your negative and then I'll end it with a positive. So we kind uh, of upward that, trajectory. I think something negative. Take your time. Cause I'll start with one.
1: Okay. That I also have to think of. Um, I got one. All right. Do yours. All I'll right. think bro. Yeah. I was just joking about doing a lot of cocaine this week. Yes, you were. (laughs) Because I didn't, but I was snorting a lot of something today. (laughs) Uh. And that something was allergy spritz, the little ch ch for your nose. I broke down and finally got some of that because I still have a sinus headache, like behind my eyes. Like, my face is killing me. You're lucky you can't see it. (laughs) Ha! Ha ha. Anyways, yeah, this was the first time I've ever bought allergy spray Mm -hmm. my allergies are always kind of garbage but usually pills can like take the edge off and you don't die but in chico it's been warm for the last like week and a half and then i woke up this morning to like a steady like 25 mile an hour wind yeah it was it's been windy for like two days now yeah and it just was like like repeatedly just getting punched right in the great (laughs) it was pretty awful like literally just getting sucker punched over and over and yeah if you've never had a sneezing fit of like four or five sneezes while you're trying to drive and not die. It's lovely. It's terrifying. Yeah. Have you ever sneezed so hard that the back of your skull pops? You know that I have three cats,
0: right? Yeah. My life is sneezing. And you're allergic to cats. I'm terribly allergic. So I know I I know so much what you're going through that I don't feel bad because I go through it all the
1: time. That's fair. But they, also they I'm say sorry. that the spray that I have is good for cats. What uh what did you get? Uh I what don't type of it's basically Flonase okay sure yeah but on their label it actually has a picture of a cat and it's wow. like good for indoor sure allergies? it's not like
0: animal medicine that you're just taking <laughs> it's actually cat medicine. Shit, is that why it was so cheap <laughs> damn it yeah oh i might have gotten the wrong medicine i got it at this hospital where all of the other patients were like super hairy and yeah it was very strange. Was. dude i've
1: been craving cat nip the rest of the day there you go now that you said that yep. and like tuna yes I really tuna. want a tuna melt yeah. It's so, not like a fresh one. Yeah, I was driving over here, and I heard someone opening a can from their kitchen. Right, and They're just setting it down. And it I was down. just like, what? Where is it? I need it. <laughs> and you did not get it. I didn't get it. They were making sandwiches, and they were being selfish. Fair. So that's what's got me bothered, is the fact that I've been, like, sneezing my brains out. No, I was going to ask you about that. Seriously, though, that sneeze, the violent sneeze, where, like, the very base of your skull, where your spine meets your, your skull, that, like popped today I, th- I think it's just like
0: the, the so you like you sneeze at such an incredible rate that i think your muscles then obviously it tense up and if you sneeze over and over again for long enough like those are going to start like just like locking yeah. up on you oh it's not that's what happens
1: to me it was crazy luckily yeah. none of the really bad ones happened while i was like on the freeway or anything like i was able to like pull over and yeah just, <laughs> 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 but you can't do that and be like a professional in sales and you're like trying to sell right. beer you're like, yeah. Oh, seriously, guys, trust me, it could be. I have this fear that if I'm
0: driving and I have like a sneeze attack, I'll just like jerk the wheel. So literally, every time I sneeze and I'm driving, I put my hands up, like I'm like shearing. like, <laughs> you, you go full Jesus. I take just the let wheel. go. I, you know, I think I think I'll do less damage.
1: Full carry underwood. Like yeah,
0: I trust my alignment more than uh, than my hands.
1: <laughs> what if you're going around a corner? I just knee it. You know, I keep the
0: knee locked. That's and then, fair. And then I've I just, done that.
1: Just take them off. You know. I was up highway 70 driving up to Quincy one time and it was, it was like summertime and I had really bad allergies and you know, the corners of highway 70 like ish, but yeah, it's, it's very windy. It's yeah. a windy mountain road up along the feather river Canyon between it's kind of on like the back way to Reno. Yeah. And, yeah, I was driving up there one time and had such gnarly sneezes. And you know those sneezes when your eyes close, like, two seconds before the sneeze comes? Yes. And you can't help it. You're mm-hmm. like, I don't want – why are my eyes closed? It's like trying to yawn with your mouth closed. It's very it's strange. so tough. Yeah. But that happens and you're, like, going around a sharp-ass corner. Mm-hmm. It's like, I hope I don't die. It's, yeah,
0: it's like when you're driving and then, this, like, you're on a straight road so you think you know what the road is, but then the sun is just, like, perfectly and you're like, I can't see anything. Yeah. Like, I hope the road's still there he when just, I – come around this and then
1: you just grip it and rip it yes yeah. what is the ripping part
0: i don't know stress farting
1: yeah maybe sure. just that's how i live <laughs> and Rip it, and dude yeah that's yeah. a zoolander quote for oh, anyone really? that's not listening rip and rip it yeah i didn't know that um owen wilson's character in that movie at one point he's like that's how i do man that's how i live wow. okay i grip it and i rip it I didn't know this at all wow yeah um i have things that have gotten me hot and bothered i just don't want Killed by sneeze on my tombstone. No, like, I just,
0: like, yeah. so sometimes I'll be, like, leaning, this has happened to me at least five times. I'll be, like, leaning my head up against, like, a window, like, passenger driving is because okay. you're sitting in the passenger seat, and, like, you sneeze, but then your head just bounces and hits the window again.
1: Yeah. Which, ugh, or if you, like, get a wicked random sneeze when you're, like, bent over at the waist, like, tying your shoe or something, Yeah, and your back almost goes out, yeah. like, yeah. you feel your discs just, like, bloop separate a little
0: in my brain there's somebody that's like 18 years old or younger that listens to this podcast and they're like what are they talking about
1: i know right i never complained about this I'm stuff like it's just rubber i don't yeah yeah i didn't either i don't know when it happened but it did. it happened right and then all of a sudden you're like i could throw my back out sneezing mm-hmm. i am an adult yes. now you're you like skipped a lot of adulthood you're like i am dangerously close to being dead <laughs> right i just went from 25 to geriatric yeah real quick so that's what's got me bothered Word. Um. What's got me bothered is,
0: uh, you know, I had something. What was it? It was probably me. I was fishing for it. It wasn't you. I
1: heard that phone call. It was. <laughs> I heard I that conversation. Heard. Max pocket dialed me <laughs> uh, while we were driving back to the movies, and I heard him talking mad. I don't think I was. I'm trying to. I would tell
0: you. I don't think I was. I was talking about. I'm getting pretty f- food.
1: I know you weren't. Yeah.
0: But you were like that son of a. Bitch. I wish I was. I know. Um. So, what's got me bothered is my car at the moment. Oh, no. I hate it, dude. What? It's too small. No. Yes, it's too small. I am much taller than you. Fair. It's just too tiny. Really? And I had a bad day. I was coming back from Reno. And it was just like, it, I would have a bad day. It was just for my relationship with my car. It was bad. I was just like, I was just so pissed at that car that day. Mm. I was like, well, you know what? I'm going to sell it. And I almost got close to wanting to do that. I did want to do it. And that happened today?
1: This was yesterday.
0: Okay. Yeah, because you came back. Okay. So... That was that. It's fine. I'm mostly over
1: it now. So I have I have multiple questions. Sure. Is it something you think you're going to be able to work through? Or is it something that's going to be such a recurring issue that it's going to affect your overall mental health? I haven't decided. Part of it is that like when I go, so I love driving or I'd used to
0: mm-hmm. in this car, when I drive for more than a couple hours, my back hurts. Really? Yeah. It's just something about, so like if I sit up really straight with the seat forward, I am almost to the top of mm. the car. Um, and if I'm wearing a hat at all, and I turn my head, I hit the, you know, like um. the grippy thing that you hold on for corners yeah just hit that oh bar and that makes me mad yeah i'm gonna kill you by the way i'm gonna literally murder
1: you (laughs) that's three bleeps oh no (laughs) whatever um (laughs) Um, this is what you get for trying to put a leash on me yeah you can't you can't can't cage uh can't cage a wild um, bee i grip and i rip it dog there you go that's how i live plus someone told me once that bleeps are funnier yeah they're funnier because they don't hear them that often but if you're bleeping all the time people are gonna get old it's gonna be like all right we get it and then, then there will be a massive outcry and a protest for the show to go unedited yes and I will win we'll see I doubt it no yeah. not really um anyways that's what's got me bothered
0: and then the amount of editing that's yeah it's there we go my <laughs> uh no man it's <laughs> do you want to get any more out of your system <laughs> no
1: I'm good okay it was just topical at the moment uh you're tropical at the moment yeah so so you do you think it is something you can work through yes. Maybe I'm not Mm. sure yet. It's interesting. It's hard to say. That would suck. I've never ever in my life had that problem being like too tall for a car. Yeah, that's got to be weird. You're shorter because like I'm not a small dude either though. No, you're not a tall dude either. Yeah, so I mean, there's like, I went to a restaurant on I-5 called Yaks that is like world famous. They actually voted one of the best restaurants in the United States or something like a few years ago. Um, their bathroom door. No f- this wide. I'm sorry. No joke. Oh, I missed that one too. I was like, what? yeah, keep the, going. What? This wide. Yeah. Like, I first of all, it was kind of hard to even find the bathroom. And then just so you guys. Yeah, you got to tell people. Like so you're knows. just listening. I'm holding my hands maybe two, two feet, feet, two yeah. and a half feet apart. Yeah. Not wider than my shoulders, mm-hmm. by the way. I had to shimmy myself into this bathroom. Mm -hmm. it's like an airplane bathroom yeah it was which is never good not good sometimes it's probably fine. yeah so i mean i can imagine that but like having to drive in that bathroom yeah hopefully your car smells better my
0: car smells fine
1: good i will say that of it
0: yeah it's too small to ever like like nothing can get lost in there and start smelling bad because it's like oh it's I look out of the corner of my eye i see the entire car well i could see you in a honda element I don't like the way those look. What I was considering was a Honda Pilot or a CRV. I like Hondas. Mm-hmm. Um, I could go on about this for a while, but I'm not going to because we're going to go to a break in a few minutes. But Briefly. What's got me hot, yeah. briefly, is the amount of shows that I played this week, which is five. Uh, four of them were four-hour nights. One of them was two hours. How do you still have a voice? Exactly. That's what's got me hot. I am feeling fine. Um, I didn't take the best care of my voice, and I was in Reno, which is already dry air, yeah. hard to stay hydrated. You're just a gosh darn professional. So I feel okay. So that's something. Um, well, your voice is silky smooth as ever. Hey, thanks, man. It felt a little bit rough coming home yesterday before my gig, and then I kind of did a little bit of warming up and sang, and it, it came around. But Can you hit me with a Mufasa one time? An, an actual Mufasa, or do you mean the, uh, I want you to, the d- opening? Say it
1: one time. Mufasa? Remember when? No. In The Lion King, when I like it when he says it like that, I don't know what He's you're like, talking about. Mufasa, Woo-hoo, oh, say oh, the
0: it hyenas, again. The, hyenas, the
1: hyenas, Yeah, hyenas, yeah, it hit me with a Mufasa. Mufasa, is that it? I it, don't know how you yeah, says it. Yeah, because your voice is so like it's nice, but it's still kind of gravelly. Mufasa. Yeah, I don't Mufasa. Know. you did it right the first time, oh, okay? Yeah, like a whisper it was very like Mufasa, Mufasa. yeah, okay. Ooh, I like he says it like that. All say right. it again, say it again,
0: Mufasa.
1: yeah, cool. That's got me hot right now. You guys stay tuned. We will be back after this short break, and we're going to dive deep, deep, deep into the heart of the Marvel Cinematic Universe with our review of Infinity War. Again, when we take our break,
0: afterwards, no spoilers for Infinity War.
1: No spoilers till section three. So spoiler free for the next segment. Right. Okay. We'll be right back.
0: If you're liking what you're hearing in this podcast, I want to give you the best tip you'll ever get in your whole life, and that's to go over to patreon.com slash freshhopcinema, because you can support this podcast for as little as a dollar per episode. That's right. For one dollar per episode, you get all sorts of perks from us. You get invited to our secret events. You get bonus content on your Patreon feed. You can help us pick out what movies and beers to cover. You can go to the movies with us, and if you pledge just the right amount of money, we'll cook you dinner. Again, that's patreon.com slash freshhopcinema. Go check it out. Hey, welcome to segment two. We are going to finally start talking about Infinity War, uh, the latest Avengers film in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, one that we have been excited for for quite a while. And I always say that I'm not like a crazy Marvel fan, um, but when they come out, I get very excited. For sure. So that is our disclaimer. Again, don't worry about spoilers. We're not doing that yet. But we are going to tell you a bit about this movie. Um, as much as we can. It's only right. been out for 24 hours. So yeah, so when you hear this, it will have been out for about a week, week and a half. Um, but for now, we are watching it uh, the first day in wide release. They, were, they did the Thursday night previews. Um, and the only info that I have on profits is that it made $39 million, which is uh, the highest... In one Thursday. In one Thursday. Yeah, the highest Marvel film, if I have that correct. I want to double check while you say something.
1: Yeah, that's that's got to be one of the highest thursdays ever for anything
0: yeah it's the fourth largest ever and the first largest marvel uh behind captain america civil war black
1: panther and avengers age of ultron so all of the other four so the whole top five list of opening thursdays no no, i'm sorry Uh, in the marvel universe those three came behind it but that's in the marvel universe or in movies on an opening night overall so it's fourth largest of movies overall wow and it's number that's what one. i'm saying like
0: all of them are marvel movies no, no 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 i'm saying so it was uh so like all movies you have okay. this one at number 4 but then the ones that were next biggest in the marvel were the three that i listed so they're
1: they're you know so it, so we're dealing just in the marvel universe no cuz mm-hmm. i'm reading no, the ad it, so it's no it says right there the performing the fourth largest thursday night for any film in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, you're just missing two
0: words. So it's saying the performance is the fourth largest Thursday night preview ever, and the largest for any in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I'm blaming your allergy meds, but you yeah, can trust my me eyes are this, blurry. So I see. I see just it now. Don't read it. <laughs> okay, so now I, I mean, I'm curious what the other ones are. Yeah, I was gonna look it up. I completely forgot to do that, but we can look that up uh, in a bit after we talk
1: about it. Yeah, that's crazy. That's so much money.
0: So, so Infinity War, right, is the convergence of the other 18 Marvel movies basically coming to a head. Mm -hmm. You have people that we've been seeing for like 10 years. You have Robert Downey Jr.'s Iron Man. You have Chris Hemsworth as Thor. You have Tom Hiddleston as his brother, Loki. I'm just going to pull up the entire cast list here because there's, I think, I think they said, I heard it's like 64 named
1: characters in this film. It's crazy. It comes to a big, giant purple head. It does,
0: yes. Uh, played by Josh Brolin, he plays Thanos, this uh, this this cosmic deity fella who wants to take over the world in this twisted plan to like wipe out half of existence to make existence itself more tranquil. That's and kind serene. of spoilery. Uh, they, they, that's kind of his goal. Like everybody knows, it's like world domination.
1: And- I didn't know that till the movie, though, about him wanting to exterminate half of the population of the universe. I can cut that out if you want, but I feel like it doesn't give anything away. It doesn't really. It's No, that's more plot than spoiler. Yeah, But it is like a plot spoiler, if that's a thing.
0: Yeah, I mean, you find that out pretty early in the movie. I don't feel too bad about giving that away. That's fair. Um, But anyways, so you have uh, Mark Ruffalo as Bruce Banner slash the Hulk. Chris Evans, obviously, as Captain America. Steve Rogers, Scarlett Johansson. Black Widow. Don Cheadle as James Rhodes. Benedict Cumberbatch as Doctor Strange. Tom Holland, again, as Spider-Man. And the list goes on and on. Uh, Chadwick Boseman as T'Challa. Black Panther. Um, It just keeps going and going. Yeah. Um, What's cool about this and what the big hype was is that it's finally you get all of these different – these people that have been in different – not different actual universes but in different movie universes finally meeting up. Like you have the Guardians of the Galaxy. that get to have this really
1: fun moment with Thor and like you have all these people meeting and working together. What it reminded me of was like a circle of friends meeting another circle of friends. Totally but like in the movie all the friends become friends and like it goes fairly well. Yeah. Right. At least towards the end. Sure. And this is a
0: movie that runs um as you might expect a little bit long. It's about yeah. 2 hours and 40 minutes if I have that correct. Yep. Um it's PG-13 for things that you might expect like all the other movies. Um
1: what did you think of this, man? That full frontal nudity really came out of nowhere. It does though. get it does catch you off guard. Talking to you Racket Racket Raccoon. Racket Racket Ralph. Racket Ralph. <laughs> racket Raccoon, that's his uh, cousin. Yeah. No, what did you think? Uh overall uh, um, no spoilers. Just what I thought of this as a movie. I dug it. Um, most of the movie gave me exactly what I wanted out of this. You know, culmination. They've been teasing Thanos for
0: what? It's, like, it's been thir- like
1: th- like thirteen movies now, or something. Yeah, like it's it. been like eight or nine years. I think he first made that appearance in.
0: I remember this earlier. I've been doing a little bit of research. Up, It was the
1: the first Avengers movie. Was it? Yeah. Yeah, it was a post-credit scene. Yeah. I'm going to double-check that. I think that's right. I'm like 90% sure. Yeah. But yeah, so they've been teasing at him for a long time, and the Infinity War delivers. Let's put it that way. That's what I'm going to say. It delivers. It's got pretty much everything you would expect and some things you don't out of a Marvel movie. But, I mean, it's got all the big... Action, the thrills, the the one-liners, and it, I mean, all the the universes colliding was probably my favorite part. Then interactions, you know, Rocket Raccoon and Thor, yeah. Like, what? Yeah, I mean, there's so Gianna was saying because it was the three of us that saw the movie today,
0: you, myself, and Gianna, and um, she was like, I have just been for for years been so excited for the idea that like Chris Pratt and Chris Hemsworth will just have like a a humor off. <laughs> And there's a scene in there that I loved.
1: Between oh, that's so two. Like good. Their
0: interplay is so funny.
1: Chris Pratt just is that guy. You know what I mean? Yeah, for he just, sure. It comes so naturally for him. And I don't know if that's just me having such a strong background with him. just Parks and Rec. Being Andy Dwyer. Yeah. Yeah. So I love that. Because I mean, even not to, no spoilers, but like one of the main jokes, like at the beginning of their interaction was, was uh, Chris Pratt's weight.
0: Oh, I know too, which that, is so funny. Because like he did put on weight and they're like, you know what? free game let's talk about yeah, it. yeah
1: they're just like a little chip in here yeah it was so good um so i really loved the way that they wrote a lot of the inner storyline interactions. sure that really made me happy one of my favorite parts of the movie
0: yeah i mean and this is uh well you know you keep if you have more to say about your thoughts i don't want to jump no, in overall loved it cool yeah yeah, I think I did too. I mean, there's a lot to process here. Oh yeah. Uh, a like we said, it's a long movie. B there's so much that happens between just characters meeting and, and events kind of unfolding. Um, so I'm still processing, but I think it was great. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Um, I think it's
1: already worth a second watch.
0: For sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping to see it again. Um, ideally in maybe a more epic setting. Yeah, we, we saw in a regular theater and it was fine. It but was little. Yeah, I've been going to that theater I like in Reno. That's uh, you know the big giant one, like with the the seats and like the crazy sound. Do you want to shout it out? What is it? It's so it's actually in Sparks, which is right outside of Reno. I don't nobody's gonna care, it doesn't matter, but it's a. it's called um, it's in like this shopping center. It's, okay, there's like a shields, which is like a big outdoor place that oh, never I know. I know Shields, don't. all right. Um,
1: so it's like a super nice theater, it's just like a galaxy theater, but don't they have like they also have an beer. IMAX. and yeah, they're like a full service. Because, I mean, a lot of people don't know or have never been to movie theaters like that. Yeah. Like, one, I've never been to a movie theater that had beer. So what's cool – so, like, there's there's regular theaters like the one we went to today.
0: Then there's the one I'm talking about. And then I, I go to this one in Seattle when I'm visiting my friend Sean um, and his wife Kristen and their children. Uh, the kids usually don't come. But there's, a, like, a legit – thing where you go in your movie and you fill out a menu and you press a little button somebody comes and takes your menu and brings you like a plate of food and you just like eat it at the theater that's crazy and they're like no bs they're like if you're talking you're making noise even while you're eating you're out of here like don't do that i want to go to that it's theater awesome yeah it's called uh it's called cinnabar okay b-a-r-r-e i think that's pretty cool man um i love it yeah but back to this so i thought it was great this there's there's a good amount of stakes in this movie, like. The stakes are high, not meat. <laughs> I was gonna say there was so much
1: steak. Yeah, but uh, I'm sorry, the Deadpool poster is cracking me up.
0: Because oh, I know because well, it's we should, him.
1: we should talk about that in a minute. Talk about that preview. Yeah. Yep. Um. But no,
0: uh, I mean a big thing that I that I get invested in movies for is what's at stake.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We've talked about the Hateful Eight, I th- maybe on the podcast, maybe not. I
1: think a lot of off air we talked about sure. that. Um, but I have a thing with movies where like we've talked about stakes for sure. Um, we talked about it primarily, I believe, uh, when we reviewed Rogue One. Stakes sure. Stakes were a very huge topic in our review of that movie.
0: Yeah. Even, even like, that did have stakes. The difference is that, like, we already knew how that was going to play out, so it didn't feel as real. So they weren't stakes to us. No, but even, like, in, like, in the Hateful Eight, they did stuff, but nothing mattered by the end. It's like, it just turns into a kill fest, which is yeah. fine, but nobody's lives had any meaning, and... Um, so I can appreciate when something a film like this that it is as epic as it is has real emotional stakes. So yeah. I thought that was really nice. I thought performances were great. It was fun seeing like people in Wakanda that we hadn't seen, and and mm-hmm. <laughs> so it does like those segues where it'll tell you like boom across the screen like Wakanda, mm-hmm. and it just goes space, and the entire <laughs> that was funny. S- the entire tone of the film changes. You're like oh okay we're getting like Guardians of the Galaxy are about to yeah. pop up like when that started it felt like a
1: Guardians of the Galaxy
0: yeah. movie. I also think they did a very good job blending all the tones of the different movies. So like when you had that section you had Guardians and then you still had kind of a Thory feeling. It was Thor
1: scenes and I know. would like to propose a a thought that I had while that first Guardians of the Galaxy scene like came to be. Yeah. Do you think that they kind of eased into that interaction with Thor Ragnarok and the the mm. overall color scheme of that movie? That's interesting. I do think that because if you think of the last let's take
0: away any Avengers movies but if you think of the last Thor movie the uh the Ragnarok dark, no dark world oh yeah, yeah Thor 2 um very heavy dark, very literally dark right so i think going from that to the intera- or the going to the Thor that we see in this movie would have been completely weird yeah um, cuz you have the very serious and uh str- still strong but you know like heavy Thor and, and then here it's like he's still got his jokey that we've established from Ragnarok
1: yeah and thought it was nice Ragnarok pushed Thor's character arc so far forward mm-hmm. as well. I mean, spoiler alert! In three, two, one. Wait. Lo- yeah, okay. Go ahead. Sorry, I was gonna say for what? For this? For for Thor Ragnarok. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Spoiler alert for Thor Ragnarok. Sure, fine. Um. Just yeah, I want to throw that out there in case somebody hadn't yep. seen it. In Thor Ragnarok, he loses his hammer and his eye. Mm-hmm. And his hair gets cut off. Which I also feel like isn't
0: something you have to say as a spoiler because if anybody's seen a trailer for this movie, you see Thor in it and he looks
1: that way. I'm just so. trying to be courteous. Yeah, But, I but the hammer thing, too, you might not have known. True. That's a spoiler for sure. That was like, what? Yeah. He lost his identity. That's when you like establish the uh, the,
0: the hella villain. In, yeah. And Ragnar's like, oh, she's all right. Oh, she's yeah. She's serious. She's just, just, you know. The, we know. We can. Yeah. that's feels, yeah. We won't touch on that, I guess. But anyways... This film is very good. Yeah, my initial reaction to it is like a nine, four. Whoa, nine three. Okay, I'm saying nine three. Yeah, but I, I do think it's something I have to stew on a little bit more. Maybe revisit in a couple of weeks.
1: Yeah, there were parts of this movie that definitely call for recollection and reflection, and yeah. definitely a second watch. Like I almost don't want to rate it, but obviously I'm going to. Sure. Um, yeah. Overall, shoot, what would I rate this movie? Because, you know, it was funny. This was the very first Marvel movie where I really had ups and downs emotionally. For sure. And like there were times in this movie I didn't know if I liked it. And then I went back to liking it. And then I went to hating it. And just to elicit that much of a response, I think, is a, an achievement of any movie. To clarify, I don't think you mean you hated the movie so much as you hated what you were going through while watching the movie. Yeah, okay. that that's fair. Okay. Like just the, the, the emotional range of the movie is way more of an impact than you expect out of a comic book movie.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think that's another thing we were in the theater with a pretty wide range of folks, definitely more on the younger spectrum, but there's a good chance that the girl at the top of the theater was actually crying Yeah, very loudly. And then I was thinking about it. They're probably like, you know, there's like 18 year old kids that watch these and they've known those, these characters since they were like eight years old. Yeah. So like, um, whatever consequence might happen in this movie will affect people. It's like, like when, uh, like in Harry Potter, I think that's probably relatable for people our age. Um, when Harry died, yeah, sure, but no, like when, when main characters would die in that, it's like wow, like it hits differently, you know. Not that anyone died in this movie. Maybe, maybe not. You like, you, know, <laughs> you didn't. I think saying that made it worse, but yeah. E- either way, yeah, we'll get to that in the danger zone. Sure. Maybe people did. I, didn't. Um, I, don't know. I think it's safe. Like, I think it's safe to assume that some person or persons died. Yeah. Or not. Like, it's it's a. If you don't know about Thanos, he's like, and I don't know a whole lot, but he's like the baddest of bad guys. Like he can destroy people if he wants to. So um, the idea that he could walk into this film and have no consequence on people that on 67 named characters, mm-hmm. I think it's fair to assume that there he wrecks some shop, but we won't say what that shop is, obviously. Yeah. Till later. Give me a
1: rating. Uh, Nine, two. All right. And I might change that mm-hmm. if after I watch it a second time. It seems fair, but for now, yeah. Like overall, that feels like a nine two. Okay. Favorite characters in this movie. Favorite performances. Who who did you like seeing the most? Uh, Chris Pratt. Okay. Really enjoyed seeing Chris Pratt uh, and also Rocket. Mm-hmm. I think Rocket's one of my favorite characters in this universe. Um, let me see. Who else? I think, I mean, in a lot of ways, Thanos or Thanos, however we're. I say Thanos. Thanos sounds fine. In a lot of ways, Thanos was a very interesting character. Uh, He was one of my favorites, for sure. It was nice to have a villain with such depth. Exactly, dude. I was. uh, Thanks
0: for bringing that up. Like, this is, that's one of the strongest points of this movie, I think. 100%. Is that you have a bad guy who not only do you get details on his motivation, you spend time with him outside of the main conflicts. Like, you go on your own storylines with him for a little bit, and it makes him so much more relatable even if you may or may not disagree with his motivation, once you figure it out, like he's got depth. Yeah. I think it's great.
1: Yeah. He was as much a character with feelings and a backstory as any of the, the other main characters that we're super familiar with. And that was refreshing in a villain. It wasn't just a mindless unknown right. alien. Right. that wants to destroy everything for and, some reason. Yeah, I
0: think in general, Marvel does a pretty good job with that. Um, versus like, uh, like justice league. Um, what was the deal with the bad guy? It was like, I don't know. It was uh, that it was like Steppenwolf was his name. He was like the dude with the big horns. He just like comes to Earth because he wants to kill. Them. Oh like, yeah, that's He's... fine. It was it was actually not fine. That was, it was one of the worst movie I've seen. But I think Marvel does a good job. At one point in this film, I think they set it up so well. There's a scene with Thanos, and we get a bit of a flashback. Um, and in that scene, something happens, and we won't talk about it here. But I do say like I predicted something. I was like maybe maybe we get his perspective, and it's different than what we thought. And then later we get uh, another thing that happens, and you can tell that even for him, it's an emotional thing that he has to, to overcome. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, all right, like I completely think this guy is evil, but he's like, he's not one dimensional. He's going through things as well, which is, it's really nice. I think that was a really
1: nice touch. Josh Brolin did a really good job with this character too. I mean, a lot of it was CGI, but a lot of the facial acting you could tell was, was yeah. really him. I think it was motion capture. And you know, I think there's a really interesting argument to be made for the fact that maybe Thanos isn't evil. Interesting. I guess it depends how you define evil. Like if your intent is to do bad for doing bad,
0: uh, yeah, mean, he doesn't fit that description. I think he's, he's going about doing bad in, in the idea that it's going to be better in the long run. Yeah. Uh, which I think is still evil, but, uh, different.
1: Different. yeah it is and we'll, we'll get way more into that in the danger zone uh for sure that would be a really fun thing to get into because i i was kind of having that argument with myself in my head during this movie mm-hmm. so I, there's a few things i definitely want to get your take on i mean obviously he was the bad guy but <laughs> yeah are you good to uh, to go to the danger zone Pretty but you know here? i think i am overall i mean just without spoiling anything is there some favorite parts of the movie Favorite like scenes, anything you really wanna showcase before we spoil it all?
0: Yeah. Maybe. So so there's a couple of times
1: where like, um, like Thor just kicks booty in this movie. Thor's power has been increasing. Yeah. You know, he's definitely becoming one of if not the most powerful heroes. And also he's a god. Right. You know. Right. And mm-hmm. It's it's fascinating to see that really go hard. Yeah, right? I was re- Go ahead. Sorry. You saw that a little bit in Dark World and then a lot in Ragnarok. For sure. That was another part of his arc that really got pushed to the forefront was just the the depth and um extremity of his power. Yeah, it's like he went from like regular Goku to like Super Saiyan 2.
0: If I can make a Dragon
1: Ball Z reference. Is that when he gets the big hair? It's like I, when the I, hair I've gets never, bigger. I've never seen an episode of Dragon Ball Z. I've just seen the memes. Yeah, well it's just like overpowering. I read an article once pretty recently
0: about like who could single-handedly defeat Thanos in the right circumstances. I think Thor was in there. Scarlet Witch actually was in there. Um, The Hulk and like crazy Hulk mode could probably do it.
1: There's a lot of theories about this sort of thing. And there's a few things that bugged me with the Hulk's character in this movie. Yeah. I want to. Okay. So that's one of your favorite things. Yeah. It was just the power. And yeah, I think Thor was, was great in this. I want to say one good thing and one bad thing, or I'll maybe one good thing. And then I want to find out things you didn't like. Okay. So my one good thing is the ratio of action to drama to humor. Sure. Those three elements, what do they call those, those, those um, like diagrams, the Venn diagram? Uh, that's usually two things, but yeah. But I've seen them with three where there's like one thing in the middle yeah, yeah, where yeah. all three meet. Um, it's like that. I mean, and this movie just strikes a really nice balance of those three things. I really enjoyed the overall pacing of the movie. It was not predictable that's in, what i was gonna say in yeah. some movies like the marvel movies you get like dialogue 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 mm-hmm. action action dialogue action you know this had a really nice meter to it and it had some surprises in it and humor in places you wouldn't expect so i really enjoyed that aspect of this movie yeah i agree man i mean
0: it's yeah like it hits it does hit the beats of a marvel movie but it doesn't it doesn't stick strictly to that like there's there's moments like you're saying where where there's humor where you wouldn't think, and then out of nowhere there's action, and vice versa. Like there's very intense scenes where like Tom Holland Spider-Man will throw in a
1: joke, mm-hmm. and it works. Like I'm still invested in what's happening, but I still chuckled. Like yeah, the pacing is great and One the of, blocking is p- perfect. It's so perfect. Yeah. One of my favorite things too is Tom Holland as Spider-Man mm-hmm. making pop culture references. Oh, that he had like two really good. Ones yeah, there, like. and just us being like a movie podcast, the fact that he like made an homage to Footloose mm-hmm. and Aliens. Yeah, I really treasured both of those things. What was it? So it was him and Chris Pratt at one point talking and he said something. What do you say about Footloose? Oh, and he said not saying that like it's Yeah, Chris Pratt said something. The great not that it's the greatest movie ever made or na- like no, even before that cuz like Oh, it was a time thing. He's like, "Footloose, is it still the greatest movie ever made wherever like you guys are from or right, whatever?" Right. And Tom Holland's like, it never was. Yeah. It, it was, it's, you got to see
0: it to understand. Yeah, but but it, it was really funny. He's been making jokes the whole time. And Iron Man's like, stop making these references that I, don't,
1: I don't like. And then finally Peter Quill's like, footloose. And he's like, I know footloose. Boom. It was a cute little connection. Yeah. Uh, kind of they're very close generationally as opposed to someone like Tony Stark's character who's significantly older than like a Chris Pratt. Sure. I think he's supposed to be well, probably like I, 20 years older, right? I, th- I
0: think it was more the fact that, like, when Chris Pratt's character was on Earth, that's what was. That's and I honestly really feel true. like it was more of like a jab, not a jab, but like a nod to younger people being into older
1: pop culture. Definitely. Uh, a la Ready Player One. Mm hmm. Well, and also like the Guardians of the Galaxy, they've always been super steeped in pop culture. Sure. with From the soundtrack to the yeah, overall like 80s look. Pop culture. Yeah, 80s, yeah. super. So any negatives? I have one right off the top. Uh go for it. Do you have any in mind? Oh yeah, for sure. Um probably my biggest one is um the Hulk in this movie. Okay. What do you I mean? I think the Hulk was maybe one of the most but wait, now I feel like this could get spoilery. Yeah. Alright, well then kind I'll just of. leave it at that. I yeah. was the Hulk was probably my least favorite character in this movie. Okay. And that bums me out because he's sure. like one of my favorites and all the others. And I'll tell you why in the danger zone. Deal. Um my thing was like
0: so. This isn't a spoiler. This movie's called Infinity War. So it deals with the infinity stones. There's six of them. And um, as you can tell from the trailers, Thanos' goal is to like fill up his gauntlet with all the stones so he can have this crazy power to do with what he will. Mm-hmm. And so we've covered some of them before. There's like the mind stone and the reality stone and the, the time stone. And there's there's all of these. The time stone in particular bothers me. Anytime pun, there is the <laughs> essence of meddling in time brought into a story. I think things can get so convoluted. Yeah. And so I don't know how much I want to hold against this film, but there's clearly moments where like, like we were introduced at the time stone in Dr. Strange, right? He's, he's, it's kept in the eye of Agamotto and that's how he controls time and does a lot of his training. That's how he defeats uh, good memory. Thanks dude. Uh, that's how he defeats Dormammu at the end, right? He like, dies over and over. And then did you just like study up? The... I just remember that. They mentioned it once in the movie, I think I didn't... not Dormammu, but the eye of Agamotto. Good memory though.
1: You Thank got a good you. name memory for names, don't you?
0: And then, yeah, sometimes, yeah, as long as it's not people. Right.
1: I can just I can remember everything else but I like
0: hey how have you we met? You look familiar. I remember people's dogs names
1: right. and Agamoto. Right. Um anyways. but anyways so
0: like you have the the time stone and and like there's these big things that happen in the movie and like l- throughout the movie there are times when that stone is used and there are times when it's not. Yeah. And it's like how did like it seemed if I were I would have used it or not like a lot. So I don't want to nitpick that too much but it seemed like there were some obvious things that could have been uh, done plot wise that maybe they had to keep it in for the storyline, but yeah um, some of that rubbed me the wrong way just a little bit.
1: So some of the use of power kind of got in the way of the writing potentially? A little
0: bit. Yeah. I could see that. Um also like the like Thanos's entire crew. Um I can't think of what they're called. They're, they're like the, the children Black, of something, yeah, something like that. Um they seemed crazy powerful. Like like um at one point, uh, this is pretty early on too, but like there's a conflict between with Vision and Scarlet Witch and a couple of them and they have a hard time. And at one point, like also there's another conflict between other characters that I did not think would even stand a chance against them, but they like held their own. It's like who like establish people's strengths and
1: weaknesses and then stick to it. Like, Especially in like this type of cinematic slash comic book universe, right? Where these conversations have already been had, right? And you're establishing clear skill sets and powers, yeah. And then if you put somebody against someone that's can clearly not exactly matched, like, and I'm not I'm
0: gonna make this example up. This isn't what happens, but like if Iron Man fights a henchman, gets his butt kicked, and then like, uh, like Hawkeye kicks their butt again like you you're not Hawkeye's not gonna be able to beat somebody that Iron Man can't it's like the power
1: paradigm gets skewed a little in a couple of the fight scenes and that makes sense sure definitely there's a bone to pick there and I think I know exactly what scene you're talking about and I think there's more reasons for that than just you know the power thing yeah I think that has to do with other things we can just writing and and maybe taking a little bit of a, a stance or a or something. Yeah. Spoilery. I don't so, want to talk anymore about right. it. Right.
0: So before we get to the Danger Zone, a quick reminder, um, if you haven't yet, go see this film. It was really good. Because we're going to do spoilers. Also, if you haven't had a chance, listen to last week's episode where my friend Austin and I, while Johnny was out of town, we cover everything in the Marvel Cinematic Universe up to this point. So if you're sketchy on where Thor was or where Captain America was during the last couple of movies, we'll cover all that. And we did Um, so go listen to that it's very helpful for your knowledge base and i think that's all i wanted to say before I break we'll be right back so johnny i guess passed out because he's been drinking heavily and i think he's intoxicated uh probably blacked out because he's been smuggling beers from spike's bottle shop that's the place we get all of our beers for our show they've got the best selection in chico certainly probably even greater areas than that and he's blacked out. So I'm just going to tell you about Spike myself. It's at 1270 East First Avenue here in Chico. Again, great selection. And for listeners of our podcast, they can get 10% off by using our super secret passcode, FHC. So just go to Spikes, pick it out, whatever you want. Tell the cashier you'd like a 10% discount and you listen to this podcast. Say FHC and get your beer and get out of there and drink more responsibly than Johnny Summers does. Here comes the Danger Zone. Okay, welcome to the Danger Zone. Before we dive back into Avengers Infinity War, we're going to talk about our second beer. Uh, this is a beer that Johnny brought per usual, which is what I call usual. Yeah. Um, and it's got a crazy looking can that actually freaks me out when I see it straight on like that. And I think
1: I'll have nightmares. Oh, I love it. What is it? This is a beer called Shred Session. Shred Session. Yeah. This is a collaboration between Three Floyds and Pizza Port. And if you've never had a beer from either of them, they're both phenomenal breweries. We've done a few pizza ports on the show. They did Nelson the Greeter, which I believe we, I can't remember the movie we did, but we did it on the show already. Uh, We've never done a Three Floyds beer. They're super hard to get. Three Floyds is oh Midwest, I want to say. But this beer is really cool. It features some crazy can art. There's a lot of like swirly art behind it. And then there's this, it's called corpse paint, what he's wearing. This is a traditional black metal outfit, and it looks as though he is surfing on possibly a sea of tie-dye blood. I love this can so much, dude. It's so
0: cool. I really like all the the background paint colors. The only thing I don't like is the front and center label but, stuff, but I really love the color scheme. It's really cool, and like right? The paint streaky kind of splatter. There's look a to shark. It. Oh, is that
1: what that is? That's cool. I mean, do you see it? Yeah, I do see it. That's really there's a shark on the can. I didn't even notice. Three Floyd's is Munster, Indiana. The Munster, so, Indiana. Well okay. And three floyd's yeah the famous dark lord is the beer that they're oh, most, most known right. for sure. they have a dark lord day where bands like dying fetus and i believe pig destroyer will be playing yes that sounds that sounds right yeah they're they're a very heavy metal influenced brewery and as you may or may not know about me i am also a very heavy metal influenced person so This beer is a collaboration between those guys and Pizza Port from Southern California. As you may have guessed from the name Shred Session, this is a session IPA. This bad boy clocks in at roughly 5%. So, I mean, it's- 5%? That's it? Yeah. Okay. It's a nice little, it's Shred Sesh, bro. Right. We're going to shred the sesh. I guess I just sort of assumed looking at the can, that it was going to be like a heavy beer, but- Three Floyds does Dark Lord, right? Am I losing- That's what I was trying to figure out, but- Just type in like Dark Lord beer. I'm going to pour us some. We're going to talk about it a little, and it's hopefully delicious. But we're doing this beer first because we always forget about the second beer. Yeah, we've been trying to be more consistent. Like, as you
0: heard at the beginning of the episode, we kind of uh, switched some stuff around. We got real real into the idea of doing our hot and bothered, but then we, you know, for people that don't, or maybe like first-time listeners, we want to make sure that we stay topical and then get into uh, what we're about so we're trying to put this beer at the top of the segment so we can spend the rest of it talking
1: about the movie and we don't skip over it and we give it, it's due diligence. Yeah. And the ratio of beer to movie should be somewhat even. Sure. Um, it never will be though, because beers don't have a plot. That's a good point. You yeah. We, I mean? yeah. I feel like we just, there's more to. It's like 70, 30. A beer
0: takes us 10 minutes to drink and a movie takes us two hours and 40 minutes to watch. So there's that's more fair. to unpack. Uh, to clarify, yes. Dark Lord is three foids. It's cool. a demonic <laughs> Russian style imperialist out. Yes. With all the fun spices from like a Mexican hot chocolate.
1: And I've never had one. I haven't either.
0: I really want this beer.
1: If you know anybody or you're somebody that has dark blood from Three Floyds, hit us up. We'd love to drink that with you. It's on my whale list. And also I have a guy that has a mule out there, which is a beer trading term for someone who goes and picks up beer for other people. That's not what that term is. That's a drug term for people that sneak drugs across borders. Well, you're basically doing that with beer because, I mean, allegedly... They would mail it to California, which sure. is you know, quote unquote, illegal. They don't just like they don't just drive across the country. That would be a fun kind Ooh. of fun job, just like pick up beers and just drive them. That's how NASCAR started. Driving beers around. Driving liquor around. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it was actually moonshiners that souped up their cars to get away from the cops. Fun fact. So that's actually like there's a deep tradition of yeah. liquor in race cars. Okay, I'm this Back in, what do we got? Yeah, shred session. That was a shred session riff. It's- it looks cool. How is it? Have you tried it? I'm about you drank to. drank it? It pours a beautiful gold. Also, yeah, danger zone. Hi, welcome. Yeah. Spoilers for everything coming soon. That's real good, man. It's got a nice punch to it. Uh, it's not too
0: heavy, which you would expect. I think this is a good representation of a Session IPA.
1: That's mm. um, got some really unique hop bite to it. Yeah, it does. It's R- got that earthy, what is that, must almost? I'm always going to say vacuum bag for forever. Uh, at got, least once a year.
0: It's got that old vacuum bag taste. It's got a real nice bitter finish that I enjoy. I think it could be overpowering if you have any other flavors at all. If you're only drinking this and other really bitter hop punch IPAs, mm. I think they'd be fine. Um,
1: I really like that. It doesn't feel heavy at not, all. Not at all. It's got a really nice light, thin body and not too much of a lingering viscosity. Yeah, it's
0: it's almost really champagne-y the way it's kind of yeah.
1: leaving it, the it dissipates. palate. Mm-hmm. Just poof. Um, but very light, very bubbly. Um, dry. Yes. A little dry. Yes. You definitely can still, I can still taste the the hops through my nose. Mm-hmm. Like I'm breathing it, I'm smelling it, I'm tasting it. So it definitely has a lingering, delicious hop presence. I want to say that's, uh, what is that, Amarillo? That's not Amarillo. You got me beat there. I can never like, well,
0: not never, but very rarely can I just point to a taste in my mouth and make like, yeah, that's a citra hop or, yeah. or
1: something.
0: That said, this is very citrusy. On I can the for
1: end. some, but not not a lot of them, but. Man,
0: overall, this beer is really good. I dig it too. I don't know if I would emphasize really the way you just did for yeah. for myself. It's 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 really good. That's how I would say it. Why would you not? It's you, just something. It's just not jumping out at me as amazing. Yeah. Um. But again, like stylistically, for
1: me. Well, what's average about it? Like, like let's 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 unpack that. What's what's not stellar.
0: So I think what I would like is a little bit more. Of the hop flavor, I get a lot of the hop feeling, a lot of the bitterness, and I just want more of whatever flavor they're going for. I was actually going to look up the hops real quick to see what it is that I'm tasting because mm-hmm. I am curious
1: since you said Amarillo yeah. or as an example. But I don't know. What do, you, what do you think about it? You know, I like it. It it definitely has more of a hop bite than I was expecting. So uh, definitely kind of a contrasting experience to yours. My thought before we had it, a lot of session IPAs can get kind of watery. They try, okay, I don't sure. know if they just like literally water it down to get the alcohol lower, but this one, I mean, this one and another really good example, if you maybe will never try this is Stone's Go To IPA. No, I never had that. This is a very similar beer to that. So are you saying like their normal IPA? Are you saying it's called Go To No, it's IPA. called Go To okay. IPA. It's yeah. a session IPA. It comes in a black and yellow can and it is... A very similar beer to this where you have a super low uh, ABV, but you have a very high mouth presence. Like it's Mm. just you, that's an IPA, but it's not going to get me super hammered. So this beer really reminds me of that one in those qualities that it's just super hot, punchy, all of that big stone flavor without the high ABV. Like you could really pass this off flavor and hot profile wise as an IPA for me, not a session.
0: Yeah, I actually... So when you poured these my glass is a little bit too full to really smell it but it's got mm. it smells really nice I mean there's a lot going on there more than mm. I thought there would be given what it tasted like um and I kind of wish that I would have smelled that first a little bit more because it does change the way that I'm tasting it for sure I'm getting a little bit more of like like citrusy sure but also like like a little bit of mango and yeah still kind of that earthiness but less of less of just the pure bitterness on the end and a little bit more flavor up front
1: that makes total sense. I mean, we're technically not drinking these out of the most appropriate IPA glassware. Yeah, these we're are, doing a little taster tulips. Yeah, which is fine. I mean, you still get the same idea. Yeah, sure. But definitely um, having some nose on this beer will amplify the flavor, I think.
0: Yeah, I think it's probably important to, not important, but relevant to toss out kind of what it's looking like as it's settling into the glass. I mean, it's still it's still pretty actively bubbly in my glass.
1: Oh, um, yeah.
0: A little bit of lacing around the sides, but
1: basically what you would think it's like a light straw yellow yeah super carbed up yeah so the things you don't like about it like just looking at it as a session ipa like- see and
0: that's the thing too like i think it's probably pretty good for a session ipa i just think i don't love session ipas i want there to be more of the things that it already is
1: we you're used to just drinking ipas probably, and doubles yeah. and-,
0: and that's what i was gonna say too i didn't think about this but we probably could have started with this one and then gone to the revision afterwards and that might have made more sense for our palates but yeah you know live and learn yeah or live and repeat the mistakes over and over again.
1: Unless we have a time stone. Then <laughs> L- live, live and repeat the the mistakes of your past repeatedly. Right. So, yeah, I mean, as a session IPA, it's really good. Yeah. And that's my take. You would have to really just want a session mm-hmm. IPA, which, I mean, that's what we have to judge it on.
0: You know, what is your, do you have like a one that comes to mind as far as your favorite
1: session IPAs? to is really good. Yeah. That's that's one. I mean, I, that's not a style that I reach for. If I want a low ABV craft beer, lately I've been reaching for like pilsners, Kolsch's, things yeah. like that. Especially as the weather it's gets warmer, up, dude. Uh, even when it's not. If I want, I don't want an IPA with less alcohol. That's really like the session IPA style. I appreciate it for what it is and they are very good at times, but it's definitely not something I've gravitated towards with any kind of regularity. So I kind of see that too, but at the same time, so I really love founders all day IPA, which Mm -hmm. is another
0: session. I think it's like 4.6 or something like that. Yeah. Um, I can see literally for that reason, if you're, if you're out doing things or not things, like if you're out drinking and cause, cause IPAs typically tend to be pretty strong and you can't have as many. So if you're tasting stuff and you want to go, uh, for more distance, uh, A really good session IPA might be a great way to go. That's fair. But I do think that I often look for the qualities of an IPA, like you were saying, in in a session, and it's not always that. Yeah. So, I don't know. I think this is really good.
1: I think, too, yeah, I agree with what you're saying. Like, if you go for a beer like this, it should be the only thing you drink. Yeah. Like, it needs to be that you—I mean, like, seriously, a four-pack of this in a day— like you'd probably be all right
0: yeah and that's that's another thing too I th- people always joke about and maybe it's not a joke I've just never experienced this like mixing liquors is not good mm. um, or like mixing liquor and beer oh that's the thing it's never bothered me but
1: I think the same can kind of be said about beer styles I you know think what I mean people that do that just drank to excess mixed beer styles no no mix like mixing liquors. Uh, But, I mean, mixing beer styles, I've done it a lot, and it can have some adverse effects on your gut, like the next day.
0: I guess I didn't mean that. I mean more palate-wise.
1: Palate-wise, So I think if you
0: start mixing stouts and kolches with IPAs and double IPAs, or dipas, excuse me, uh, (laughs) you you can, A, very confused, but B, it actually really probably does mess with your palate a little bit.
1: Yeah, I could see that. I mean, and the traditional way to taste beers is light to dark. Yeah, right. So usually when I'm at a share – everyone will bust out any fresh hops that they've acquired and then we will progress, you know? So that's, that's usually the way to do it, but I see this being a great beer to grab and either sit by the pool or dip your toes in some water. And, you know, if you had a picnic at the park and you had a couple sub sandwiches uh, and a lady and maybe a dog or two, and you both had two of these and a nice picnic, I feel like that'd be just fine for sure. Uh, Let's rate it. Shall we? Eight. Ooh, nice. Okay, seven for me. Yeah. This is a high-quality session IPA. Yes. If you're in the market for such beer... I would say go for it. And also if you're just a fan of this brewery. Well, that's one thing we didn't, or these breweries. These right. breweries. Really the only reason I bought this can is because I'm a huge fan of Three Floyds. Cool. And we didn't talk about availability in Chico. Uh, Limited. Okay. Highly limited. Spikes had it when I was there, but I don't know how much they have left. I know a lot of it really didn't make it up this way.
0: Sure. Again, we're recording this at the end of April. You're probably hearing it at the beginning of May, so it might be gone by now. But if you have had a chance to try this and you want to let us know what you think, that'd be awesome. Uh, you can hit us at all the usual spots. You can tweet at us or Instagram us or Facebook us or email us at fhccast gmail.com. In the meantime.
1: In the meantime.
0: You want to get a little spoilery with Infinity War? Yeah, you're, we're, we're going to drop about 10 minutes of
1: just raw spoiler data on you. Yeah. So I would like, I don't know. Where do you want to start? Um. So obviously this movie is kind of built, and again, this is just spoilers, full spoilers yeah, from just, here on out. There's a lot of spoilers like, in this movie. Just heads up. I feel like I need to reemphasize. I know. Because, I'm right there. Holy shit.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> this movie felt like
0: just getting punched. Can I can I establish this straight away? So like, like I said, the time stone is there. Yeah. Right? So so for a minute, and I knew the time stone was there. So I'm like, okay, at some point I was like, no matter who dies, it's not gonna matter. Cause by the end of this movie, Thanos will be defeated. Like they'll just turn back time, everything will be fine, doesn't matter. <laughs> that doesn't happen. I keep hearing that share song. Which one? If time I could after Turn time. back
1: time. What song is time after time? When you run yeah. and you fall, I will catch you. I can't remember who does That's that. That's a different song. That's yeah, a, it's uh, um, but no, that share song. If I could mm-hmm. turn mm-hmm. back mm-hmm. time, yeah, we should open with that. All right, It'd be fun. Yeah, if I remember to do that, I would but totally yeah, you would go. think they could just turn back time and like resurrect everyone or whatever. So, and by everyone, we mean like half of everyone.
0: Dude, so many Avengers died. So I just want to just we should pour some out for the homies right now, bro. I'm throwing it up, Groot. No, save, like, go, let's go, if no, we go no, chronologically, how, Groot, like, Groot, how many could we get? Groot got me. Yeah, dude. Idris Alba is the first one to go. <sighs> yeah. Uh Lutonheim or whatever his name is. Loki. Loki then died all, he, by
1: strangulation. Uh Thanos snapped his neck like a little fucking twig. He just choked him, dude. He's just like. No, you dude. heard the. Oh, did he? He moved his thumb and his neck went. Yeah. Also, like half of Asgard got murdered by them too. They just kind of open with that. That's Thanos's thing. He kills half of every population. Oh, that's true. He yeah. literally yeah. conquers a planet, divides the population in half, and kills half of it.
0: Yeah. So, like, if you didn't get this in the movie, his whole thing was like, the world. Like, if you if if, if life goes unchecked, it'll just ruin itself. So, like, I am gonna step in as this this exterior factor. Just wipe out people and then it's like a small price to pay because they'll be happier in the long run.
1: Well, and there's less resources to go around, and more mouths than there is exactly. food. And yeah. It was first hand experience because that what happened to his planet. Yes. And it he didn't get to implement his plan and then his whole planet died. I mean, it also sounds an awful
0: lot like Hitler.
1: But it does. Like these but Jews also, are taking up
0: all of our resources. Let's kill them. You know, in, in a way it does, yes. Just because where you're going to go right now is in a roundabout way defending Hitler. I just want to preface it. With wow. Go ahead you're and say such what you a twat nugget.
1: Really? No, it's not. It's the same principle that all herds at some point must be culled. I don't even know what you're saying. What does that mean? That's the reason that we... I'm going to lose so many f- people
0: right now. Just you're comparing... You went from humans to... Hang on. Well, you went from from
1: Jewish people now to... No, you said Jewish people. Well, yeah, I'm just drawing an analogy I never said Jewish people. Can we both agree? I'm going to make the argument that Thanos isn't evil right now. Is not evil. Yes. Okay. Can we both... Like, his perspective. He has firsthand data, like facts, that people, like, a people can run themselves into extinction. Okay. Like, his whole planet was dead. Because, you know, they were overpopulated. There was more people than there was resources. Okay. And it's kind of a running theme that there's a finite amount of resources in the universe. I mean, that's why we're Tesla, you know, solar, wind Mm -hmm. power. Sure, I'm on board so far. So, like, in principle, and I'm sure there's, like, already been thousands of pages of philosophy written about this. But in principle, it's that, you know, for, it's, dude, it's Spock. It's fucking Spock. The needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. But if you're eliminating half of the many to get to the few. So the question then is, is it better to have half as many people, but them all live and be successful and have nice lives or let way too many people kill themselves and have no people left? Here's the question is what it
0: really is. Uh, You can ask anybody who is in dire poverty. Actually, you know, don't even do that. Like the picture cows in a slaughterhouse, right? Shitty lives. Do you think, and do you think Thanos would think that their lives would be better if they didn't exist at all or still living? Mm. There's, I mean, you see homeless people in terrible life conditions, but they're pushing on because Mm -hmm. something is keeping them going. Sure. So I think most people in the, the suffering category would say that it's still better to be alive. And I think Thanos would say, No, it's better if they are just wiped out. That's considered, he says it at one point, like that's merciful.
1: But I feel like that, I mean, he's obviously pushing it to the furthest extreme. And I'm also just caveat, I'm not agreeing with any of this. I'm just making an argument for, for argument's sake. But um, he's like taken the most extreme example that he's seen, which is a civilization literally exterminating itself. Like his planet was dead. The whole planet died. So let's just say it's earth. Earth is dying. In 20 years, there will be no more Earth unless we cut the population in half. Yes, which is better, and that's the that's the question. Well, so I think the trouble is like you're not just you're
0: not affecting this to to um unsentient beings like you're literally having to take away the free will of
1: half the population and murder them. Yeah, but the whole thing is like to have half a population or on a long enough time frame, no population. And I think he's really projecting what happened on his planet, for sure. Because obviously, the same thing's not going to happen on every planet. Eventually, there's going to be some woke ass planets, maybe, Ma- exactly. But like, maybe. yeah. But also, like he. But you can't just assume that every civilization's going to just rape the Earth till the whole population expires.
0: That's true. So I think I think my opinion on his his stance is that I see where he's coming from. I think I think that what he thinks is going to happen probably will. And I think he's wrong for doing what he's doing hmm. because he's imposing a will that is not other people's will on them. That's, I mean, that's obviously correct. So like, so I do, but again, like this is a very, I don't know if I'd call it compelling, but this is a very real issue. It's not like even like the bad guy in Spider-Man homecoming vulture, right? Mm-hmm. Um, He was just upset because of the way he was being treated and he kind of took matters in his own hands. I get that too. Uh, I still think what he's doing is probably not good. Sure. Uh, specifically, like I don't even care if he's, Doing, it's when you when you cross the line into affecting that will onto other people, yeah, in a bad way. Exactly. Granted, he thinks it's in a good way, mm-hmm. but if they think if you're murdering them, I think they're probably not on board with that. So they don't like it. So you're right. not doing good.
1: Yeah, but I mean, just the level of philosophical questioning, yeah. that goes into Thanos's motivations just accentuates his character yes. so beautifully. Makes it a great villain. It's so deep because, like, you know, I I was honestly like, I'm still in my head like. The core idea that, like, we need the, – the idea that we need to not – you rape Earth or whatever planet it is to where the point where we're mass extinction. I mean, sure. obviously that's a thing that's true. So, like, he's taking – this whole villain takes elements of our society we live in right now and kind of puts it in this weird alien lens, you know what I mean? And just adds this new angle to it. And it like is taking it to this really insane extreme. And it's, it's just a weird take on kind of maybe a problem or issues that are relevant. Sure. You know, you're talking about resources and overpopulation and the survival of planets. I mean, it's something that, I mean, we should probably be thinking about. Sure. Definitely not advocating killing half the people on earth. Right.
0: Yeah. I mean, you could totally read that this way. I didn't read into it that much. I was a little bit busy, uh, during the movie, like just absorbing everything else. Sure. That, but I can totally see where you're coming from. That Yeah. It's a very valid way to read this movie.
1: Yeah. It was, it was just, or at I, least his motivations. Well, I mean, China has a two child per household limit. I mean, there's countries in this world that are acknowledging that there's too many of us.
0: I don't think the China thing's a thing anymore.
1: But it was. It was a thing. And I it mean, was one fa- child. And even if it was a thing, right. even if it was two, it's one. Right. It's a thing. Like population and overpopulation have been right. an issue. That is on the spectrum of people that live on this planet. So, I mean, it's it's an interesting thing for a villain to have be his main motivation. I was not expecting it. Sure. I was not expecting Thanos to get, like, super, like, deep on any level.
0: Yeah, and I mean, that's what we were talking about in the, in the last segment. Like, we talked about that scene with the flashback. And I was referring to the Gamora thing, right? Mm-hmm. Where he's wiping out her entire, well, you know, half of her population. Yeah. And he, like, kind of is, like, sparing her from seeing it and, like, distracting her. And I thought at the time, I was like, maybe like, maybe he, because her whole narrative of him is like, he kidnapped me when I was a baby and then like raised me, but I hate him kind of thing. Yeah. But then you see it from his perspective. it's like, he's kind of like saw potential in this girl and yeah. he's like saved her. And then later on he sacrifices her and he's like, he's legitimately going through something there. Yeah. But he really feels like that's his destiny to do
1: it. And, mm-hmm. you know. It was crazy. Yeah. So I think the biggest spoiler, like just the blanket spoiler for this movie his that death. I would like to say- is that Thanos won? Yeah. Dude, he won the war. Yeah. So so let's let's <laughs> unpack that real quick. Yeah, like, doesn't that just fuck with your head though? Like I was impressed with that. I was so impressed that they took that bold mm-hmm. riding maneuver to be like, you know what? No. Everything you think's gonna happen gets fucking turned on its head at the end of this movie. Yeah, and
0: I think it's 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 like a really strong move to say, so when 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 Loki died, it was like, oh man! And then, like, somebody who else died? Not at the end. Like, who else died in the normal course? Gamora. Gamora like died. Anybody else major? Um, God, there was
1: a couple, but none that really stick out.
0: Right, but so like, even when they did those two big ones, I was like, man,
1: this movie is taking chances. Yeah, because Gamora is like a fan favorite for sure. I know, like you're, you're, and lady. so is Loki. Like, and, and come Loki, on, like. Well, and Loki, you've thought Loki was dead so many times, but to see his neck get snapped. It's like when somebody gets killed off screen in Game of Thrones, you're
0: like, are you dead? Yeah. Are you just hiding in the shadows? But So that's the thing and then by the end you have literally like
1: half the cat, like who dies? Let's just list them real quick. And they don't just die. It, it's fair to say if you haven't seen the movie and you're just some sicko you that just don't wants to that. know that's the fine. end, sure. uh, you're weird, but also we love you. But people just disintegrate. Yeah, they, they, they just, kind of flutter away. They like, cease to exist. Materialize into just little specks of flying dust and just and in every case except Spider Man's, it's Ugh. pretty. In, it's pretty instant. Oh, dude, he went so slow.
0: Yeah, I mean that, that fucked was me up. that was pretty brutal.
1: That was fucked.
0: But like, so Spider Man, we're gonna say dies, like, because I think that's what it is. No, but he was like screaming. He's like, I don't want to go, oh, yeah. and he's like there with Tony Stark because he has no dad. Yeah, uh, and It was pretty rough. So he, Doctor Strange goes. Yeah. Uh, Peter Quill, Groot. Yeah. Uh, Black Panther out.
1: Yeah, what? Um, they killed off Black
0: Panther. Yeah, who else? Uh, Vision, Vision dies. There Vision that's, dies. That's one. best yep. one. Uh, Vision dies prior to that. Yeah. Um, Scarlet Witch goes. Yep. Also, in the post-credit scene, maybe we won't spoil the post-credit scene. Maybe somebody... That'd be fun. Yeah. Let's leave that alone. Leave that alone. There is only one, and it comes at the very end, which yep. I also thought was a great move, because in all these, they have like the main credits. Like with the main cast, and then they do a cut,
1: yep. and then, but not this time. There was like, here we go. Oh, and then the other guy, Batista, Dave Batista's character, Draxdy, Draxdy. Um,
0: um, um, oh, the um, moth. Who's the moth? The manta. Oh, mantis. Yeah, the, the girl. mantis. Um, she's gone. Who's uh, um, uh, the Anthony winged. Mackey's character. Yeah, uh, the winged guy. Yeah, I can't think of his. I he don't is, remember but, either. Uh, he le- like so many people just get obliterated.
1: Yep. It was really a breathtaking final sequence i mean it's just like one after the other and you're like oh this is just some alternate reality something's gonna snap out and change exactly thanos won
0: so there's so there's a scene where like thor is destroying ships because he has he has his new hammer axe thing Mm -hmm. and then he shows up too late and then he like throws his axe right and it goes into thanos's chest Mm -hmm. and then you think for just a minute like oh cool like we're gonna be fine yeah that's the the end right and then thanos is like you should have aimed for my head Something goes, and then he disappears. Well, he snaps his fingers. Oh. Because he's been saying. Is that what he did? Yeah. Oh, shit. He's like,
1: you should have gone for the head, and then.
0: That's crazy. Also, by the way, uh, fuck Star-Lord at this point. Are yeah. you kidding me? He, 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 he ruined it? He had a couple weak-ass moments. Damn, dude. Like, he's the one that distracted, or got distracted enough to, like, ruin everybody's effort in taking that gauntlet away. Yeah. Like, the second... The second that he started asking about Gamora, if I were any of those characters, I would have shot him in the face. Like, you don't get out of here with that. Right. He, I hated him after that. Yep.
1: That was a real turning point for his character. He's got to feel so bad. Did he die? No. He lived. Oh, He's got to feel no, so bad. No, they killed him off. Did they? Yeah, they killed off the Star Lord. They killed off like every
0: Guardian, right? No. There's a couple left. Rocket's gone, isn't he? No, Rocket's still there. Groot's gone. Groot's gone. Drax is gone. Mantis is gone. Yep. Who are we missing? Well, Gamora's dead already. I don't know, man. Yeah. Pretty heavy. Yeah. It was rough. So, so what's crazy is that they have like the Spider-Man two coming out. Spider-Man yeah. homecoming sequel. Yeah. How? So I think it's just going to have to be before the events of this film. It's gotta be right. Yeah. I don't see any way around that.
1: And then somehow they're going to, they have to do another black Panther. That can't be like the highest grossing movie of all For, time. Right. But then, so what's, so like, I think I've said this on the air, but I thought this was the
0: end of it. I thought this was going to be the end of the thing. And then I realized there's like Ant-Man on the wasp, Spider-Man two mm-hmm. or whatever Um And there's a bunch. Like, there's an Avengers 4 set to come out at some point. And Captain Marvel.
1: um, And they're saying a lot of the Avengers are going to be hanging it up after that one. Yes. So, So, like, I know
0: Chris Evans. Gianna was telling me Chris Evans, I think, did not want to do anymore. Which is crazy because I thought he... There's also... I had a problem with this. Like, at one point, Iron Man gets stabbed, right? And I'm like, all right. I thought that maybe Robert Downey Jr. was done. Yeah. What a noble way to go. Even Thanos is like, I really respect you. I hope the people remember you. Mm -hmm. Then he is like, no, I will not die. Yeah. like, all right, dude. Like... Just don't put me through that then. Can we take a quick pause? Sure. So anyways, yes. Uh, I think, like, go see this movie. I haven't seen it. Yep. Um, this has been a fun episode. Are you ready to wrap?
1: Yeah, I think we're there, man. Um, this movie was traumatizing. Yeah. If you've listened this far and you haven't seen it, it's it's going to be a, a roller coaster of emotion, even though you know most of the spoilers. Yeah,
0: it's still pretty heavy, um, but a very good movie, I think. Um, until next week, my name is Max Minardi.
1: And I am Johnny Summers. We'll see you then. This This is is Fresh fresh Hop Cinema.